Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, attorney Savania DeBarros. everybody what's going on today hope you guys are having an amazing uh what is today probably wednesday (laughs) so i hope that you guys are having a great week um i'm popping in because i want to talk a little bit about mindset family you know all the the good stuff right all the good stuff but in the context of brand deal making brand deal making and in the context of athletes. So don't worry, whether you're an athlete or not, this conversation is more than likely for you, especially if you consider yourself to be an entrepreneur. All right, so who am I? I'm Savannah DeBarros, also known as the protector of athletes, the founding founding and principal attorney of the S.L. DeBarros Law Firm. I support athletes and six, multi six, seven and eight figure entrepreneurs in helping them to protect their brands, their money, honey, and their legacies. And I do that with the power of the law. So that is business support, contracts, trademarks, and litigation if I have to go into court to fight uh, for their particular rights. So I'm super excited to speak with you guys this morning. Um, I'm pumped up. I woke up today just thinking about this part one of the Vic documentary. And I'm not going to go so deep into the Vic documentary because I want to do something separate for that. But it just reminded me so much of the conversations that I constantly am having. Um, And it reminded me of my two books that I've written, best-selling books, Athletes Making Moves and What Are You Sporting About? So we're going to dive in today and we're going to talk about mindset, success, and family. And one of the things I want you guys to be thinking about as we're going through this conversation is why do I want what I want, right? Why do I do what I do? Do I have the right mindset to sustain what I want and what I ultimately will achieve? Will my family support me or will they actually be hindering me? And I think sometimes that support can be, you know, of hindrance. It looked like I'm getting help or someone is supporting me, but in fact, are they just kind of riding my coattails? So I want to talk about that all today, this morning. And before I dive in, I definitely want to invite you guys to join me this coming October 13th at 12 because we're going in on part one of the NIL contract breakdown series. It's a five-part series. And we're using Gervin Dexter. So if you don't know who that is, he is a young athlete now in the pro level who signed a contract to pay 15% of his NFL pre-tax earnings to another company for 25 years. So right now he's in litigation for the BLA contract as a backdrop to this particular issue. All right. So um, part one, we're going to be breaking out the mindset issues around engaging in your deals. So if you are a parent that's supporting an athlete, an athlete yourself or professional um, who is out there maybe thinking about going into your own deal, these are some, some of the considerations that you need to have when you're looking at these deals. And mindset is huge. Mindset is huge. If you don't have the right mindset, y'all, you, baby, you, 
You're going to set yourself up so badly. Like you will literally be kicking yourself. And I can say that I'm quite sure Gervin Dexter might be kicking himself for the contract that he signed while when he was a still, you know, still a senior in college. So let's kind of talk about this Vic situation a little bit. And like I said, I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but I, I want to share with y'all some of the same things that I've been echoing for so long. And let me just back up for a moment because I, I want to be real this morning with you guys. Over the weekend, had a conversation with my parents um, and they, you know, they told me, hey, I see everything that you're doing. I'm so proud of you. And obviously, like, it feels good to know that your parents are watching what you're doing. They're listening to what you're doing and and they support what you're doing. Right. And one of the things that I said was, you know, it's so hard, y'all. I feel like sometimes I'm talking to a freaking brick wall. It's so hard. I'm like, they don't get it. They don't get it. And so I have to ask for me or am I doing this because it's a God thing? Like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Am I doing this for me or am I doing this for God? And I'm always like in my head about that, like just checking myself. I do think that I'm doing this as a divine work. I un, I do feel like I'm doing this as a divine work, but it can be so frustrating sometimes to constantly speak about these issues, showing people the problems that exist with this or the, their way of thinking or their way of doing things to still be met with silence. <laughs> All right. So if you've ever been there, if you've ever been there, like, holla at your girl let me know all right holla at your girl let me know because this can't just be true for me it can't just be true for me so here's the thing watching part one of this Vic documentary before I even got an opportunity to watch it my husband said man this is the same stuff you be talking about he said this is the same stuff that's in your books not one book but books all right he was like this is the same stuff that you talk about in your books so I'm going to reference that today. One of the issues that we have as athletes, parents, or entrepreneurs is that we have a jacked up mindset when we're going into opportunities or what could look like opportunities for us. One way that my mentor puts it is people spend money before they even get it. So if you've been told, hey, we're going to offer you $1.5 million for this deal. You as on the receiving end, in your head, never mind what you got to do for the $1.5, you've already started spinning. Go down your list, right? Check this box. One of the first things you're probably going to do is, okay, let me go buy my mom a big-ass house. And this is a mistake that Vic made. I even got into part one, but I feel like I already know where part, I mean, I haven't gotten into part two. I feel like I've already know where part two is going to go just on part one, because some of the stuff that like when I watch, <laughs> look, when I watch TV, I should probably have a YouTube channel just for this. But when I t watch TV, I'm literally talking at the TV. All right. So I, I have a good idea of where this is going, a great idea of where this is going. Michael Vick buys his mom a million dollar house 
which does not make sense to me. Why would you buy someone a million dollar house when they only have lived in the projects? And if you live in the projects, you're probably on section eight. And if you're on section eight, that means that you are, you don't have income. If, if you do, it's very minimal. So your income, I don't know, like you're probably paying $50 for rent, $80 for rent. What can somebody do leaving the projects to go and care for a million dollar home? Like make it make sense for me, please. And I honestly, I get the whole notion of wanting to care for your family, wanting to you know, show up for people who showed up for you and supported you, but to what end? What end? And this has been the recurring theme and story of athletes. And let me just say it, black athletes. We come from communities that oftentimes is destitute. That's not for all of us. I didn't come from a destitute community. I just came from the country. Right, I came from the country. My family was a little bit different than most families. I came from a family where my family owned land. We had our own things. Like I grew up on my own property. But it doesn't mean that we were still left without certain resources. Just by the nature of being of color, being black has its own challenges. So I get it. I completely get it. But how how much longer are we going to operate by a mindset that just does not serve us long term? It serves us in the immediate aspect of where we are and what we want to do, but it does not serve us long term because for many of us, we haven't seen anybody who has taken a million dollars and multiplied that to 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million. For us, what we're seeing is the quickest way that we're getting to the multi-millions is becoming a professional athlete, but that professional athlete does not know how to invest that money to create compound wealth that can create sustainability over time to create longevity inside of their family. So what we get is this Michael Vick situation, which is no different than all the other trash that we've seen years and years and years before him, where we're not even trying to save our family, but we're trying to save the whole goddamn hood. How are you going to save the whole hood? How are you going to save the whole hood? It's a mindset problem, y'all. Come on, man. This guy in college. This guy is in college trying to take care of people. He can't even take care of himself. Let me share something with y'all. Even full ride scholar athletes. At least 80% of them are living at or below the poverty line. At least 80% of them are living at or below the poverty line just because, and, and Vic was in college way before NIL, all right? So he didn't have the opportunity to monetizing off of him, right? Off of his stardom. So if you were, let's put you at, at the state of, of Michael Vick during the time that he was in college. Even when I was in college and I was a student athlete, I didn't have NIL, all right? How were you going to take care of people in the hood? You in college, yeah, you might be on a full-ride scholarship, but you ain't got no money. You don't have a job. You can't buy yourself anything outside of whatever that scholarship is paying for. Your room and board, probably your books, your tuition, so that you can compete. 
But on top of that, you still have to show up, make the grades that you need to make so that you can still be eligible to play. I mean, come on. How are you going to take care of other people? You can't even take care of yourself. Never mind your family, but you're talking about the hood. I, I don't get it. Where is success going to come from that? Where is success going to come from that? This guy talk about having a friend coming from the projects to stand up in his dorm room while he's in college. You cannot help someone who's not going to help themselves. People will literally attach themselves to your coattail because they know that you have what it takes to be successful. And so what they will do is they will sit there and they will wait for you to make it so then they can make it. This friend said himself, I knew my life was going to change because I saw Vic's life changing. Not because I was doing something for myself. Not because I was trying to find a job. Not because I'm trying to get an education. I can enroll in that school. Is there any scholarships that I can get to partake in education? No. He said I knew I was going to make it because Michael Vick was going to make it. Mindset, y'all. You cannot help somebody that's, gonna, that's not going to help themselves. The same way I can't serve you. If you don't feel like you got a problem, I can't serve you if you're not going to take the next step to booking that call. I can't serve you if you're not going to come to the event, right? I can't serve you if you're not going to put yourself in the driver's seat to do what it, what it takes to be better for tomorrow, for next week, for next month, for next year. People will literally ride your coattails and I know it. I felt it. I've seen it. And when they know that they can't get over on you, then here come the attacks. Here come the excuses. Here come the, oh, you think you better than everybody else. But how the hell can I do anything if I ain't even got nothing myself? I had a cousin tell me, this was some years ago. I had a cousin tell me that, oh, cuz I know you got it. You got, you got that, that lawyer money. Dude, I had just graduated from law school. You know how much it cost me to go to law school, even with scholarships? I have a multi-six-figure law school bill, but somebody see law school and they see dollar signs. I see law school and I see depletion, right? Yeah, I have a, a value add for having this type of education. I know that I can make multi-six figures and, and hopefully millions one day because of the education that I've gotten, but it's the mindset, y'all. It's the mindset. And if we keep certain people around us who have the wrong mindset, we'll get sucked into that freaking black hole where we ain't got a damn thing to show for all of the stuff that we've been working for. Come on now. It is asinine to me. And so how can we ever reach the level of success that we say we want when we don't even have the right mindset to help us get there? Because what all that we're doing is we're carrying trash with us. It reminds me of Erica Badu, her song, Bag Lady, you gonna miss your bus, right? Because you got too much stuff that you're carrying. You carrying everything. 
everybody's problem. You can't, like one of the things he said, oh, I love that environment. How the hell do you love the environment of the projects? Ain't nothing there. Ain't nothing there but crime, destitute, right? People who looking at you to make it so they can make it. Then you, you got to worry about yourself too. You got to worry about how you going to eat. You worried about your mama, how your mama going to eat. If you got siblings, you worried about your siblings. Like, can we just stop for a moment? Parents, <laughs> if you are a parent in the room, can we just stop for a moment? One of the things that concerned me the most when I watched part one was the auntie is so freaking excited. She seemed to be more excited than the mama. Oh, Vic gonna make it. We all, let's go. Let's pack up our bags. We out of here. She already ready to move. The mama's super excited. She said, I never had, you know, I never, I never had that much money before. You still ain't got that much money. Your son got the money. You don't have the money. Parents, we cannot live vicariously through our kids. Like the, the type of pressure that parents have put on their kids, especially if that child has the ability to make it pro. You need to take a step back. What should you truly want for this child's future? Okay, if they're, but look, son, look, daughter, I don't need a million dollar home. I don't even have a job to pay the taxes on this house. If I was paying $50, $100 in the projects for rent, how the hell am I going to pay a $400 light bill in a million dollar house? Come on now. And I, I know this because my home, I didn't buy my home at a million dollars. My home was sold at a million dollars at the height of the market. All right. So I know I live in a million dollar house, but I ain't pay a million dollars to live in a house and to live in this house. We have to change our mindset so that we can really see the success that we want and then make sure that we do, we take whatever action is necessary to rid ourselves of the baggage. That can be friends, that can be family, right? That can be false beliefs that we've put up inside of ourselves, like having the right mindset and having the right people around us will help us to recognize when we put ourselves in a situation in a bind, in a mental bind that is keeping us from propelling to the next level that we know that we want for ourselves. All right. So I want to pause here for a minute and invite you guys to get at, uh, what are you sporting about? Uh oh, What are you sporting about? And athletes making moves. And I'll put the link inside of the comments. But when I was <laughs> watching part one, all I could do was think about this chapter in what are you sporting about? And I'm going to read a little bit of athletes making moves because this these books are such great, great resources for you. In athletes making moves. All right. Chapter one. And this is part of shifting your mindset, shifting your mindset for success. All right. Here, here it goes. You must engage in the mind shifting process around success right now so that when it's time for you to monetize, promote and protect your 
NIL, you're not out here making moves that are not in line with what you really want and the life you desire to build. Savannah, you ask, how do I shift? Well, let's start with going back to my first question on success. Think of what success looks like to you and then list all the things that you that have influenced you to believe or think that way. You can also shift your mind around sports and what that means to you. For instance, what is the first word that comes to your mind when I say team? You probably answer with some sort of team name, a sporting event, etc. But team can also symbolize leadership, identity, commitment, ability to follow rules, working with others, selflessness, etc. You catch my drift, right? There are so many things that have been planted deep down inside of you that have caused you to believe there is only one particular way to think about or do things. Therefore, we must disrupt those beliefs so that we can begin to shift our minds around what truly matters. Okay? Shifting our mindset for success. Moving over to what are you sporting about? Chapter 5, Mama them. Mama them, honey, are they helping or hindering the process? And here's the, here's the thing. It's sometimes it's hard for us to see certain things when we're so like deep on the inside of it. But other people who are truly supporting us, but they're on the outside of those relationships, they can see everything that is happening. They can see how your mindset is jacked up and how it's not going to lead to the success that you want. They can see how the family and the friends are not helping but hindering. One of the examples was about having an entourage. And I always talk about these entourages, y'all, because these entourages ain't helping us. Entourage these days ain't nothing but a whole bunch of people who sitting here want to have your money, want to have your life on your dime, want to buy clothes on your dime, right? Like there was a friend in this, in part one of this documentary saying, oh, we got a hundred million dollars. No, you don't. Vic has a hundred million. You don't have a hundred million. Vic has a hundred million, right? And so we have to truly look at those who are around us. Is this entourage actually doing something for me or are they taking from me? All right. People who have supported us before we've made it pro. And when I say pro in this particular context, I ain't just talking about sports, but made a pro in business, right? Made a pro in our lives. They should have supported us because they wanted to support us. They should have supported us because they loved us. They should have supported us not because they were waiting to cash out on what that support may have looked like. Because obviously, yeah, if you do make it and someone has supported you, you might actually show up and do something for them. But you shouldn't be obligated to how that support looks in the future. So we have to recognize is the people are the people who are around us are they helping or hindering us all right so chapter five of what are you sporting about what are you sporting about here we go as children we dreamed of what will become somewhere down the road we also built into those dreams the ability to take care of our families the need to provide for them provides ample motivation and keeps hope alive Sometimes 
It is the need and love for our families that push us to become what we had dreamed of becoming way back when. But how far are you willing to go to care for mama them? I get it. We all love our family. We do just about anything for them. But when you've garnered a certain level of success, are you taking note of whether your family is helping or hindering your process of becoming a better athlete and a better business owner? This is a question that I believe pros ignore far too long. We all want to be successful. We all want to buy our mother a home and pay off her debt, especially if she sacrificed for us. But question, is it helping or hindering you? Have you heard of self-preservation? Okay, stay with me here. I don't want this to sound cynical or like a quote, rain on mama's parade, end quote type of issue. The purpose behind self-preservation is allowing yourself to be selfish enough to ensure that you are caring for you in every way necessary. When you put the time and energy into building a stronger you, you are then and only then better positioned to help someone else. Think of self-preservation this way. If you take a flight, you will receive instructions from the flight attendants who crucially admonish you to put your mask on first before assisting anyone else. It's impossible to help someone if you have not helped yourself into a position where you can successfully aid others. Here's a hypothetical for you. Let's say you were a first round draft pick. After this fortunate turnaround of events, you will no longer remain in the small and cramped one or two bedroom home you grew up in. You've witnessed your parents or single parents struggle daily to make ends meet. You've gained immense clarity and now realize that college and sports were your escape from the troubles of your world. Therefore, becoming a millionaire completely have changed your life instantly. And then there's a pop quiz and we go deeper into this conversation around setting boundaries and having the ability to better care for those who you love and who supported you by creating more of a simple life, by educating them on why it's important to understand finance, why it's important to understand why you have to do what you need to do to better su to support them, right? And so we all have an idea of what success looks like for us. Going back to Vic's example, well, going back to uh, the documentary part one, because that's all I've seen so far. Going back to part one, Vic has always spoken about, I just want to take, I want to take care of the hood. I want to take care of the hood. So he went through a 60 plus contract. I don't know where the money's at, right? He probably just, Withdrawing cash, people got whatever, I don't know, debit cards, whatever to spend, however they want to spend it. The best way that he could have taken care of the hood was to create a nonprofit. See, mindset. He could have created a nonprofit as a separate business. He could have, and I don't know if he did created a business for himself. So all of his contract earnings from the NFL would go into his business. And from his business, he could have earmarked a certain number of dollars that would be donated to his nonprofit. Guess what happens? If you got 
a tax write-off status, 501c3 status for that nonprofit, he would get a tax write-off for the multi-millions that he would receive in his business from his NFL income. And with his nonprofit, what he could have done is said, okay, I'm going to have this amount of people that can apply to this nonprofit. And based on their application, they can receive X amount of dollars. We can earmark these, you know, 10 million for education, uh, 10 million for food in the hood or something, right? If we're going to almost like Meals on Wheels, if we're going to uh, feed the hood, let's do that. You know, uh, job readiness, we can earmark for that. But no, it was, oh, just take this, go with it, do what you want. I'm going to go to the club. I want to be in this video. You know, people on his property doing all kinds of things without any structure, without any thought on what the future will look like based on those activities. Mindset. Mindset. He did not have things planned out the way that they needed to be. Let me tell y'all something. I don't care whether you're an athlete or not. Somebody gives you some money, especially from a business, you best believe taxes going to come up out of that. So you need to have the right people on your team to help you recognize how much taxes do I need to put aside for this? Because you're going to have to pay them taxes. The last thing you want to have happen is to be in debt with IRS because you didn't pay taxes on a multi-million dollar contract. 60 something. Can you imagine 60, 60 plus million then into 100 million? How much tax is going to have to be paid out of that? But if you got a nonprofit and you've set it up properly, earmark some of that income into the nonprofit so you can get a write-off, tax write-off. Mindset, mindset. So I hope that you guys will join me October 13th, this October 13th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're gonna dive a lot deeper into mindset, y'all. Mindset, long-term consequences, and unequal obligations. Extremely important, extremely important. And I hope that this has helped you to think about whether your mindset is properly positioned for the success that you said you want for yourself and to have the discernment in determining whether your family, and when I say family, I'm talking about friends who are also like family. Is your family truly supporting you or are they just riding your coattails? And beware of the people that you meet too along the way because other people can see certain greatness in you that you might not even be able to see yourself yet. But they see it, and that's why they stick around. But if they're not depositing anything into you, and they're just only taking, it's time to cut, man. It's time to cut, and you don't have to do it in a nasty way, but you have to be in alignment. Your mindset has to be in alignment with the success that you want. It, it has to be. And you also need to check your mindset on, is the success that I say I want, is that, is that short-term success? Or am I looking at long-term success? And if we're looking at the long-term success, the way that we start to make decisions, the type of people that we will have around us, 
Those things should all be in alignment to help us get what we want. Because long-term success is completely different than short-term success. I'm telling you, it can, it, it is. It just is. All right? So I hope that this has supported you. Join me October 13th Central Standard Time for part one of NIL Contract Breakdown Series. If you are an athlete, a parent, or an entrepreneur engaging in brand deals, you're going to want to come to this five-part series. We kick it off October 13th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, we're going to discuss mindset, long-term, and unequal obligations, how you can recognize those things so you can start to understand how you should be approaching certain deals, all right? I'm Savannah Navarro, a protector of athletes, and it's always my pleasure to support, educate, and motivate you to your next level. Until next time, guys, talk to you later. Ciao. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at S ldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something.